gentlemen. Welcome back to the Armchair Booking Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host. My name is Stupendous Steve Barber, and joining me as my wonderful co-host is Dynamic Dwaylon Davis. Hey, everybody. Would say double D, but really that's a triple D. <laughs> yep. yep. And don't you know? Don't let your eyes deceive you. We are actually wearing matching clothes today. I know, right? <laughs> and apparently, I spilled peanut butter on mine earlier. <laughs> I'm not looking for an eye. Oh, well, I mean, it, it doesn't really show up that bad. I noticed it because I know where it was at. But, uh, but anyway, today we're actually going to be talking about something that it's a little different, uh, but we're going to talk about, in a way, saying what happens when the fans body shame wrestlers, mm-hmm. but it's it's really what is the stereotypical look of a wrestler supposed to be? Yeah. And I mean, and it's like I was telling, um, I was telling Hope earlier, I'm like, it's not not just the fans that do it, but promoters do it Mm -hmm. as well to you know particular wrestlers so i mean we know we know the vince mcmahon model for pro wrestler yeah but my thing is what you know fans expectations of what a pro wrestler should look like i don't think there's one me personally i don't think there's one particular look i don't want to I don't want to see everybody looking the same. I don't either because I don't want everybody look. I don't want cookie cutter. I want, a, you know, a variety. Like, and we'll get into it more. But like in AEW, you've got your Wardlow, who is a big, you know, Batista looking kind of guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then you've got Orange Cassidy, who, and I say I, I mentioned those two because they had a match on uh, Dynamite last night. Two completely different looks, two completely different physiques, but. Both of them are great athletes. So mm-hmm. it's like everybody doesn't have to look the same. Exactly. You know, so uh, like I said, something a little different, you know, because we're trying to uh, get away from all the WWE news because even more has even come out, but it's like now it, it's, it's to the point now, okay, like Mick Foley talked about in his book, Ole Anderson was telling a, a story because apparently mm-hmm. Ole Anderson had stories all the time, which I can too. I'm not going to lie. But he said, Ole said, this guy, he was walking through like a war zone and he saw like a dead kid, you know, who had been, you know, hit by a bomb or something. Oh, that's just horrible. Walked a little bit further. There were two kids. Oh, that's really bad too. Then later on, there's like 10 kids. Oh, that's kind of bad. And then next thing you know, there's like a hundred and he just kind of blew it off. Well, yeah, it's, it's kind of what this feels like. Sadly, you get numb to it after a while. You don't get shocked anymore. Yeah, and so now they're saying twelve million over over four years or something mm-hmm. like that, and yeah. and I'm like, you know what? Just y'all y'all just need to just fire him. Make him the thing is, the a lot of people are saying that legally they can't because he has he owns the most shares. He can be forced to sell those shares. Exactly. That's exactly what I was thinking. He, <laughs> I mean, yeah, he can be forced to sell his shares. It, it wouldn't be the first time, you yeah. know, something like that's happened. So mm-hmm. all they have to do is just you start studying like business history, mm-hmm. and they'll show you examples. Guess what? They start doing something corrupt. Well, on all the shares, that ah, doesn't matter. You don't need more. Doesn't matter. <laughs> sell them. Yep, because once you become publicly traded, yeah, the public will tell you. Because if yep. you don't sell your shares, they will drop all their shares for one thing, and all of a sudden yep. your shares become. Not worth worthless. Much. Yeah. So I'm not totally worthless, but definitely not worth as much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so if you're the only one who owns them, 
yeah well big deal you know he, so he wouldn't be making the millions that he's he's currently making off those shares so nope, he'd be making like a hundred yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh so but yeah i mean we'll cover you know quite a bit actually i think because you know there's an incident that happened that we'll get into mm-hmm. um in and which kind of triggered this and i really got to thinking about it you know in across the history of wrestling but before i start i want to go ahead and give our contact and listening info if you'd like to email the show email at armchairbookingpodcast at gmail.com you can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash armchair booking podcast. You can find us on Instagram at Instagram. Of course, go look for at armchair booking. Find us on Twitter at booking armchair. Find us on TikTok at armchair booking. I swear I'm going to make more videos. I was even thinking <laughs> about that earlier. Uh, you can find us on YouTube, you know, for the video platform. And for audio platform, you can find us on just about any audio platform you can think of. If we're not there, let one of us know. Let yeah. both of us know by emailing us. And we would do whatever we can to get ourselves added. And while you're there, go hit that subscribe button and give us a rating. Give us a five-star rating, preferably, but we'll give us some kind of rating to let us know how we're doing. Give us a review. Also, that only helps us. And that help us help you. Help us help you. Exactly. Yep. So, but our host is Spreaker. And Spreaker are, and I'm kind of saying this because I've actually had two people in the past week ask me for help starting podcasts. And I recommend to them use Spreaker because Spreaker does a lot of the heavy lifting for you. Right. Um, because they already, they automatically distribute the shows to these platforms like Apple, like uh, Google Podcasts, like Amazon, you know, Spotify, iHeartRadio, even GeoSavin, which is located in India. That's one of the ones they have a partnership with. So... But yeah, definitely go check them out. Go check out our merch at tpublic.com slash user slash armchair dash booking dash podcast. And something I haven't even told you about yet. You, the merch you can get on there, you can get one of these t-shirts, like what Joel and I are wearing right now. And you can also get pillowcases. You can get laptop cases. You can get phone cases, kind of like that one. Notice the reverse colors. Yep. You can get a mask, kind of like the one I was wearing today when I was in the VA, because you still have to wear a mask in there. Mm-hmm. One of the things I got though is no longer available. I found that out this past weekend. You can still get regular coffee mugs, however, you cannot get travel mugs anymore. Really? Yep. I actually emailed them and asked. I was like, "Hey, um, because I wanted to get another one, partly yeah. because my dog chewed the top of this one, but um, yeah." You know, so I just realized I just want to get another mug and you know, have a top that I just right back and forth with. But and so I emailed. I was like, "Hey, um." Are the travel mugs no longer available? And they, they responded, they're like, yeah, unfortunately, you know, we, you know, for now we've stopped offering them, you know, they might return, but, you know, and we apologize about that. I'm like, well, well that stinks. Cause I mean, this thing is nice. Yeah. I mean, it, this thing is, it's stainless steel. I mean, and it, believe me, it keeps your, whatever it, it, it's insulated really well because I mean, I, I put some nice hot coffee in there and I'll put about 16 ounces in there. Uh, it actually holds closer to about 18 or 20. Mm-hmm. Uh, but our, our Keurig at work, you know, I think it actually cheats a little bit, <laughs> but you know, I'll put in, and you can only go, you can go up to 10. So what I do is I'll put eight in there twice and right. so, and it holds it perfect. And it's some hot, hot stuff. Well, I can't drink it for a while. I mean, I actually have to <laughs> open the top and let the heat kind of come out. I mean, yeah. because I mean, so it holds whatever you want, either hot or cold, it holds it really well. 
you know, so having it hold it to that's that's not a bad thing. That's actually a good thing. Right. To quote DDP. <laughs> but you can also find Joylin uh, on Twitter at fat underscore daddy 73. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can find the other podcast I've been running. That's a non-wrestling podcast, but it's called the Cubicle Chat podcast. We talk about also. So Joylin's actually been a guest on there. Yep. And you can also find Joylin's YouTube channel, um, Big and Fat, YouTube and TikTok, where he puts out videos, him and his family, and they're actually pretty funny. You need to go watch them. <laughs> uh, in fact, you, need to, you still need to see the one from like, if you haven't seen it already, see Dwaylon and his daughter doing the one chip challenge. That was hilarious. Yeah. That, yeah. that was fun. <laughs> um, the only time I've ever seen Dwaylon cry ever. <laughs> it was... Uh, that was, I was like, oh man, I mean, I was about to call it and say, Hey, is Waylon going to be all right? You know? <laughs> uh, y'all need to go like, go get a stomach check because that looked like it just burned right through the lining. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, and when the chip itself was black, that's a sign right there. And it came in a coffin. I mean, the box was shaped like a coffin. That's another sign. That's another sign. And that I blame Savannah because it was, it was her idea. Of course, you know, me and her, like, we're partners in crime, so any goofy idea one of us comes up with, it's like, sure, yeah, we'll do it. She beat you in a chess match again, didn't she? She beats me at every chess match. <laughs> I can't beat her. And you I taught her how to play. I taught her how to play, and I taught her too good. I mean, she, she sees the board better than we did when we were okay. in the chess club. Yeah, and that's that, the not, thing. She's not just in the chess club. Yeah, we were officers. We were officers in the chess, in the chess club. club. That's right. But yeah, she sees that board. It's it's amazing to watch her play because she just sees it, and she's it's like every move is laid out for her. Do I need to start calling her Goodwill Hunting? Maybe. She sees, she sees, <laughs> you know, she just sees Beethoven right there. Yeah, Goodwill Hunting, Queen's Gambit, something. <laughs> yeah, I have I have not watched Queen's Gambit. I haven't I, either. I need to. I've heard it's really good. Yeah, uh, yeah. My wife and my daughter—they both watched, and they, they both said it's really good. And neither one of them even played chess. <laughs> so, um, but oh, and you know, talking about the VA, uh, we've actually talked about you having one of these. But today, I actually was given my first CPAP machine, and I was not expecting that. I was expecting just to get fitted for like the mask, and that was it. But now they're like, "Here you go," you know, and showed me how to use it, and told me what to do, what not to do, and. Apparently, I got to clean it like once a week with uh, soap, hot water yeah. and soap. They yeah. said do not use any chemicals because Mm-mm. they said it's not FDA approved. And I'm still trying to figure out my mask is not FDA approved or the cleaning method is not FDA approved. Yeah. Um, I have I have one of those uh, so clean machines where I can, it hooks up to my CPAP. I just stick everything in there and there's a tube that connects everything. And then it just kind of it like disinfects everything. It just cycles it yeah, through. Cycles, it cycles through the mass, through the tubing, through the machine. Okay. And gets rid of all the germs and stuff. Uh, and apparently I also have a strap I have to put on my head for the for a few weeks to keep my mouth shut. Oh, mm. okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, I've got a, um, I tried that. My head's too big and I can't wear a strap. <laughs> Because I tried that before I, I ended up getting the CPAP. Um, but my head's too big and I never could find it, a headgear that would work right. Um, but yeah, I'm a mouth breather. So my I have a full face mask, covers my nose and my mouth. I probably should have got that, but she says something about because I have a beard. Mm-hmm. You know, it's the well, same as you. Uh, well, they say that it doesn't suction well, but I don't have any problem 
with it. I just, okay. what all I do is I just strap the mask a little tighter to accommodate for this right here on my chin and it's fine. I think partly when, um, when she was talking about like having a, having to have the thing with like hold my mouth shut because yeah. she said, if not the CPAP, it, the air will go in and it goes straight up my mouth. And yep. she said, and I will have cotton mouth like you would not believe. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah she said it's pretty bad. And I, mm-hmm. I mentioned the, the bongos, you know, the, the little nose plug bongo things that yeah. they gave me before, which those things suck. I'm not even going to try to not be <laughs> negative about the things. And I mean, I literally blew them out of my nose a couple of times, even though they're supposed to stay right in there. I even had a little strap to hold them in to where the problem with the bongos in you breathe, you breathe in just fine, you mm-hmm. know, but then it's breathing out. Of course, the, they look like bongo drums. Yeah. And the little thing pushes out, so you cannot actually breathe out of your nose. You have to breathe out your mouth. Which dries your mouth out. Which dries your mouth out. Mm-hmm. And so there's nothing that sucks about them. They would fall out of my nose, but I didn't completely blow them out. You know, of course, as you're moving around through the night, you know, the, yeah. the little straps to hold them in, of course, it, it adjusts without you even and knowing about you, it. And if you snore, that, that constant vibration well, is going to push them out anyway. It's supposed to stop snoring. That's the thing. Yeah. And... I don't think there's anything made on this planet that stops me from snoring except that CPAP machine. And, and I still snore a little bit with it, but it's not. My family can sleep as long as I wear my CPAP. And yeah. that's the thing, you know, when the lady, when she um, hooked the machine up and she actually showed me how quiet it is, I'm like, hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, I won't be trying it tonight just because, like I said, I don't have any distilled water here. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, by the time we finish, you know, here, it, it's going to be, uh, by the time I finish processing the files and, and uploading and yeah. doing all the stuff, it's going to be after 10 o'clock. And I'm like, I'm not going to Kroger at 10 o'clock, just to <laughs> build water, uh, especially when I still have to go to work tomorrow. So, right. um, but, um, and while I was doing that, my wife and my kids were going with my, one of my wife's friends down to Bucky's down in Richmond, the new Bucky's location. Oh, okay. You know, so they said it is absolutely overwhelming. It is huge. Um, and, you know, they're opening one up in Oak Grove. Mm-hmm. Yep. So Bucky's apparently is the <coughs> new, um, it, it's almost like a Walmart, apparently. I mean, it's like a Walmart truck stop, you know, because mm-hmm. they said it's just rows and rows and rows of gas pumps. I'm like, well, that's not a bad thing. No. You know? So. No. Uh, but they brought back some beef jerky um, because Jamie from uh, True Crime Cast and Bless mm-hmm. Our Hearts, I actually hit him up because, I mean, they him they actually live close to Richmond. They live in Berea, which is right, right. there in the same county. You know, it's just south of Richmond. Yeah. I was like, hey, they're going to Bucky's because they've actually talked about Bucky's on their show. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, check out the beef jerky. Check out the, um, what they call them, the, the beaver nuggets, which you think they'd be like some kind of chicken nuggets. No, they're like some kind of not popcorn, but something kind of close to it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's actually really, it's kind of sweet. You know, I'm not gonna lie. It did, did wonders for my diabetes, but, um, <laughs> <laughs> so, but, I mean, but it tastes really good. Um, they just had all sorts of other stuff. My son got a hat. Um, that's what he wants, you know, but, but it said it was actually kind of cool. So whenever we drive, probably coming back from Florida, because when we go to Florida, we're actually going to be going through North Carolina, which means we won't be going by Richmond. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but coming back, you know, we'll definitely stop there so I can check it out. And so, uh, but yeah, so coming close to Oak Grove, so a lot closer to you. Yeah, you know, yeah. Bucky's, but, but 
let's go ahead and get on the topic at hand. And that is, you know, is there a stereotype or should there be a particular wrestler body type? I mean, that's about the best way. I'll figure out a good title for the show that'll right. kind of cover it. But why don't you go ahead and kind of tell what drove us to talk about this? Well, I was on Twitter the other day. Um, and I was seeing a bunch of stuff about Eddie Kingston. So I was reading those tweets and he had a match on Rampage this past Friday. Everybody that anybody that's watched Eddie Kingston wrestle knows he wears a singlet and then he wears pants, you know, and, but during, usually during the match, he, put, he drops the straps. Well, Eddie Kingston's got a bit of, he's, you know, he's got a belly. Dude's probably 40 years old. You know, he's got a belly. Everybody, I mean, Twitter just erupted talking about how he didn't look like a real athlete and he just looked like, you know, an old guy out there play fighting and just all kinds of stuff. And it's like, have you not seen him? This is not new. This is this is what Eddie Kingston has always looked like. You know, he's been doing this for 20 years. He is like one of the toughest and realist people in pro wrestling. Mm -hmm. I don't understand who cares if he's got a belly. I still don't want to get in the ring with him and have him hit me in the face with that spinning back fist. Exactly. I don't want any of that. I don't want any of that half and half suplex that he does dropping people on their head. The guy could beat you. All these people talking about his, you know, his physique and all that stuff would not dare step to him and say it to his face. Nope. And that's and, the bad thing about wrestling Twitter for as much as a great community that it is. I've met a lot of people through West through Twitter. Mm -hmm. I get, you know, I get like follows and stuff all the time from different wrestling fans. But at the same time, it can be extremely toxic when it comes to the aesthetics, because I think people have been. And I put the blame on not solely on WWE because we did have guys. You had your Hogan's, you had your Lex Luger's, you had your Road Warriors, you had the guys that were, as Vince McMahon would say, aesthetically pleasing. You had the big muscle bound dudes that would flex and muscles would pop everywhere. And you had your Scott Steiner's, you know, his physique and everything. But it's like, to me, we'll take Lex Luger as an example. Was Lex Luger entertaining? Yes. The torture rack. I always loved seeing him put the torture yep. rack on people, especially people, big guys like Big Show and, you know, yep. bigger guys. But Luger was not great in the ring. No, he wasn't. He was he a body he, he was a body guy. He he wrestled. Lex Luger was the NWA's version of Hulk Hogan. Hogan yeah. was not good in the ring either in the States. Now in Japan, Japan he was yeah. because he had to be because they weren't going to have that. You go to Japan with uh, punches, eye rakes, uh, body slams, and a leg drop. No. They're, they're just going to beat the crap out of you and send you home. Mm -hmm. But as far as being in the States, you had your Hogan's who great physique 
ring work wasn't wasn't up to par personally in my opinion luger was in that same category honestly the road warriors are in that same category the reason the road warriors were so awesome is because it was just smash mouth they just mm-hmm. hit the ring and they just guzzled their opponents and just smothered them and beat the crap out of them didn't even wait for the bell to ring didn't even they, they didn't slid the, the ring and went right boom i mean by the time they hit the uh the doomsday device iron man hadn't even stopped playing yet yeah i mean sometimes they were headed to the locker room and the song was still playing but i mean they were big muscle guys they were cut especially for the 80s but you look at their matches then you look at dusty's matches dusty's going 60 minutes with rick flair mm-hmm. who had the best cardio in pro wrestling at yep. the time Dusty is 300 pounds, looks like a truck driver, and is going 60 minutes move for move with flair. You know, you got Luger, you got the Road Warriors, you got Hogan, you got guys like that. They're not going 60 minutes. They're not going 30 minutes. They're got, they're blown up. Mm-hmm. Dusty never got blown up. And, and he's the one you would look at and be like, well, if anybody's going to get blown up in this match, it's going to be Dusty. It's going to be the fat. It's going to be the fat guy. Yeah, it's yeah. going to be the fat truck driver over there. Yeah, you know, but Dusty never got blown up. Dusty, Dusty was a much better athlete than anybody ever gave him credit for. Was he was he a heavy set guy? Absolutely, has makes absolutely no difference. It's like Kevin Owens. Jim Cornette always had a problem with Kevin Owens' weight when Jim Cornette was in charge of Ring of Honor. And he was always like, you know, we're on TV and we're, you know, we got a, you know, weekly television program. You got to lose weight. You got to look like this and blah, 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 blah. And Kevin Owens is like, no, he's like, my work in the ring is what people, you know, is what people have always gravitated to. I look like an average person that sits and that pays a ticket to come see me. He's like, why am I going to change that? People can relate to me. They can't relate yep. to me if I go in the gym and turn, you know, lose a hundred pounds and then add fifty pounds of muscle and come out and you know, put on so like, much muscle that you've literally stiffened yourself to where you yeah, can't. I mean, you look at Scott Steiner, amazing physique. Mm-hmm. I mean, just so amazing. It was it was freaky, especially that left bicep. But yeah, <laughs> it was. It looked like a tennis ball was just sitting yeah. there, like he had put it into his skin. The more muscle he added, yes, his physique looked great, but it slowed him down. Mm-hmm. He looked like because you look at the Scott Steiner from the 90s, from the early late 80s, early 90s, when him and Rick were tagging. I mean, he's throwing top rope Hurricane Ronas, you know, top rope Frankensteiners. Yeah, he's doing all these creative moves. I mean, he's at the time he was probably 230 pounds and he's moving around the ring like a cruiserweight. I'm not saying every big guy should do that or be able to do that, but you look at that Scott Steiner and then you look at big Papa pump Scott Steiner, especially the Scott Steiner that showed up in WWE. Once he sat out his contract, he was so big, he couldn't move. Yep. And he could throw the occasional suplex the forearms and the Steiner recliner. That's what you got with Scott Steiner then. 
with Big Papa Pump Scott Stein. And this was a man who was a collegiate wrestler at the University of Michigan. Yep. And so, I mean, it's so, not uh, like a collegiate like, All-American. Yes. I mean, he was an all him and him and Rick both were all Americans in wrestling and amateur wrestling at the University of Michigan. So it's not like he didn't know how to do actual wrestling moves. Exactly. And I mean, but I mean, he wanted to have that look. And yeah. that's the thing. I mean, I will say, and I'm not going to defend anybody who's body shaming anybody. Um, I think your look should honestly depend on your character that you're playing. Yeah. Now, I mean, if you're playing a guy, you know, who's bodybuilding muscle man, Hey, yeah. go for it. Yeah. But if yeah, you're but, playing like an everyday guy, then. Cause like, I've always said, like, I can relate to a Kevin Owens. Mm-hmm. I can relate to a Keith Lee. Mm-hmm. I can relate to an Eddie Kingston, which makes me gravitate more towards those wrestlers because it's like, Hey, he looks like an average guy that you'd see walking down the street. I'm not seeing guys that are looking like Batista. I'm not seeing guys that look like John Cena. I can't relate to those guys. I mean, bravo for them to them for putting in the time to build that physique and everything. And that's for them. And that's great. I'm not, I, everybody has, should have, you know, that choice. You want to be a muscle guy, go right ahead. I have no issue with that. I'm just saying fans should not expect every big guy to be just a mound of muscle. Like you look at Keith Lee, Keith Lee has a barrel chest. He's got a belly. He's 350. He's also one of the strongest dudes you'll ever see wrestle. Mm -hmm. He's one of the most athletic big men you'll ever see wrestle. He did a corkscrew plancha last night on rampage over the top rope. (laughs) Somebody that I mean, big has no business doing that, but no. he can. And the thing and, is, people, and on the same coin, they're like, well, he needs to get in better shape. But then he's not doing the high-flying moves that he used to. He's 37 years old. He's probably learning, I've got to tone that down to prolong my career. Mm-hmm. So, But for me, I'm fine with that because when he does pull out those high-flying moves, it makes it even more impressive because he doesn't do them all the time. If you do them all the time, it's just like, okay. And, you know, even Vince McMahon, who, you know, who's kind of, he tried to basically set that precedent where he wants Mm -hmm. muscles. He wants everybody to look like a Luger, like a Hogan, you know, or um, later on, of course, like the Road Warriors or like a Batista. Mm -hmm. But if you go through all the WrestleManias, which is his, flagship yeah that's no, the, that I mean, that's that's it that is the that's um, what it's what he that's what he built you know he built the company on wrestlemania yep first wrestlemania hogan mr t which mr t was known as having muscles but mm-hmm. you you put mr t up against any of the wrestlers mr t looks pretty small yeah against paul orndorff which paul orndorff he was a, you know he was yeah. pretty, and roddy piper, roddy piper. with I, bob orton with bob orton with Bob Orton, Piper and Orton and Mr. T were not known no. as like body guys. Piper no. later on, I mean, he did kind of get a little bit of definition, but I think that was also when he was doing movies at the same yeah, time. Yeah, that was that was when he that was like after WrestleMania three. He's you could tell at WrestleMania three, he was a little more cut 
Yeah. But I think that's because he was about to leave and go to Hollywood and do some movies. So he was getting in the shape for that. Because like yeah. a- action movie shape is completely different than sports shape. Yes. So, you know, WrestleMania 2. Of course, Hogan was in the main event of, well, he was involved somehow in the main event of like, you know, like the first eight, nine, nine WrestleManias. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he was. He was involved in some way, you know, but WrestleMania 2, Hogan. King Kong Bundy. King Kong Bundy yeah. was not known as a muscle guy. King Kong Bundy, no. he, he was a fat guy. Yeah, you had he King was... Kong Bundy. You had John, Big John Studd. Yeah. You had Andre the Giant. None of these dudes were big muscle guys. I mean, they were big men, but they weren't they weren't looking like superstar Billy Graham. No. You know, they weren't. They looked like they were carved out of stone. They were just big, massive men who were going to beat the crap out of them. Yeah. And, I mean, you didn't look at King Kong Bundy and say, I could take him. No. Yeah. I mean, you didn't look at Tito Santana and say, I could take him, or Greg the Hammer Valentine. Yeah. I mean, and there's two other guys. You yeah. know, Greg Valentine, I mean, he just he just looks like he just kind of shows up, does his thing, you know, yeah. wins, breaks somebody's yeah. leg, and exactly. leaves. And then goes home. Yeah. And, and it's like, okay. And, like, you look at Ric Flair. Flair, Flair was in good shape. Yeah. But Flair was never... You know, Flair wasn't Lex Luger cut. No. He wasn't Sting cut, like Sting's early days. He wasn't Sting cut. He wasn't Road Warriors cut. But but he looked he looked in shape. Yeah. And Flair, and I know you you've I know you've read at least his first book. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't realize this, but it kind of made sense because I remember him always doing this. His matches, he was always reaching down and kind of pulling up his trunks a little bit. And I mm-hmm. thought it was just kind of a you know, every every athlete has like their rituals, the kind of their habits. And I thought it was just something that he did, you know, kind of focus on the match. No, he was always self-conscious of his belly. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so that's he always he, yeah, that's why he, he always was always pulling, pulling it up. up and yeah, making sure his stomach was covered. Yeah. And I mean, I never you don't I know it sounds bad, you don't hear about guys doing that. No, you know, but it no. was something that it bothered him yeah you know rick flair arguably the greatest wrestler in the world yeah you know and he's worried about a little bit of a a pooch belly sticking out it's like dude nobody cares no it's like i never watched a rick flair bash because because like oh man rick flair's got a great physique no i watched it because he was having 60 minute classics with dusty Mm Rhodes and ricky the dragon steamboat and you know barry windham and guys like that it's like you look at the horsemen, all of them were in shape, but none of them were carved out of so. Not the original four. Not the original uh, four. Luger, it's hard for me to even consider Luger a horseman because he, um, but of course, Luger rotated out. Barry Windham came in. Barry Windham mm-hmm. was better. Barry Windham was not a physique guy. No. I, they, they said Barry Windham couldn't even tell you what the inside of a gym looked like. They said he no. was just naturally strong naturally gifted yeah he was just like um arn anderson has said barry windham was the most naturally gifted wrestler that he'd ever seen he's like he just walked in the door and was good yeah and you know the the later horseman uh benoit you know actually was you know he was built pretty good um malenko i'd never call malenko a body guy no he just, no. he just looked like an average guy. I mean, he 
he knew a thousand ways to hurt you. But... Yeah, he did. <laughs> you know, I always loved watching his matches because I mean, oh, he yeah. was always going to pull out something. I'm like, man, and I still somebody needs to be using the Texas Cloverleaf as a finishing move. I'm gonna tell you all right now. Sheamus has used it a time or two, but it just I've seen him do it, but it's just it didn't look nearly as smooth as Dingling and, goes. And not only that, but I'm pretty sure they said Sheamus, you're Irish, do something Irish. Yeah, I can't think they Yeah, because everything they did was like with Seamus was like the Irish cross or you know white noise or you know different things. It's like, come on, can we not, please? <laughs> uh the but, ginger the ginger man or something. I don't know. Yeah. But I, like, yeah, people have been they've been body shaming Eddie Kingston. He's the most recent one. But it's not just that. It's not just because they think that he looks a little overweight or doesn't look like an athlete. Booker T himself was body shaming Adam Cole a few weeks ago, got called out about it on Twitter, and then had to retract his statement and, and say that he wasn't body shaming him. He was saying that it, it would probably help his career if he added uh, some more muscle and got a little, you know, got a little bigger. There's nothing wrong with Adam Cole's career. He's been a world champion everywhere he's gone. The only reason he's not on TV right now is because he's got a concussion. Speaking of Booker T, this is kind of a, um, if I don't tell you now, I'll totally forget. I'm going to send you um, a text right now. It was like a screenshot. And I and I took, took a screenshot you know, from Apple Podcasts. Because mm-hmm. I don't have this one because I know you use Google or no Amazon. Uh, Amazon, yeah. Yep. Um, the podcast that I sent you the other day, this one is kind of linked to it in a way. It's almost mm-hmm. like they're they're almost the same podcast. I'm still having trouble figuring it out. But they had an episode. They were um, it's a it's Austin Theory, the right person for Money in the Bank, Roman Reign, Roman's Reign, bad for WWE, and I'm like. Well, if Dwayne and I want to talk about that, we can't now <laughs> because they, I mean, it sounds like perfect topics yeah. for us, but yeah. Um, but I mean, it was still a really good podcast, but one of the guys on there, um, he was actually talking about Booker T and mm-hmm. this guy apparently is not a fan of Booker T. And so, yeah, I just, I just sent you the screenshot so you can go okay. um, check it out. Uh, really still a really good podcast. And, mm-hmm. you know, so I've been running across some good ones here lately that, you know, recommended probably by Ted the Hillbilly Hill, who, you know, who's another kind of a unofficial uh, partner in crime here because, you know, we're trying to set up our social media yeah, empire. Get that empire going, yeah. And, and Ted's already got, you know, his own empire going. And so we're kind of, you know, following his lead because, I mean, he's award winning, critically acclaimed, yeah. Number one in Antarctica and on MySpace. I mean, and if you don't think he is, prove he's not. <laughs> but, yeah, but yeah, Ted, I mean, he is he has been such a um good supporter of our show. He always gives a shout out shout out. So I try to give him shout outs as well. And he also gives shout outs to other podcasts. And actually, these guys, he actually had them on his podcast here recently. Yeah. And and he's been on ours, we've been on his. Mm-hmm. You know, so just a great, great another one, another great podcast. Go check it out. You know, so just want to kind of get that plug in the middle of the show. So um, so yeah, Ted. Yeah. When you when you hear it. Tweet it, let us know. We appreciate you, dude. Yeah, um, absolutely. But um, with it kind of surprises me. Well, yeah, it does kind of surprise me. Booker, <clears throat> you know, kind of 
I would expect Booker T to be better than that. Yeah. You yeah, know, I, I've a lot of his takes here lately. I've been kind of disappointed in. I mean, I don't have to, you know, he doesn't have to agree with every single thing in wrestling, but it's like right. it's, it, it's going beyond that to where like, yeah, like he was on his podcast talking about Adam Cole, basically saying how he was too small and we got to get some muscle on that kid and all this stuff. And it's like, here's how bad it got because Twitter fans had jumped on that bandwagon and were agreeing with Booker T. Eddie Kingston shut that down real quick. He got on Twitter and was like, for everybody that's trying to body shame Adam Cole, none of you could lace his boots. Not a single person that has typed a single tweet on this app could spend five minutes in the ring with Adam Cole. He would beat every single one of you with no problem. He's like, Adam Cole is one of the absolute best wrestlers, best professional wrestlers in the world. There's nothing wrong with his physique. There's nothing wrong with his in-ring work. Leave the guy alone. Let him live his life. You know who else doesn't have a great physique? Brian Danielson. Exactly. I mean, (laughs) Brian Danielson is the, the best wrestler on the planet, in my opinion. Right. Another person who doesn't have a great physique, Zach Sabre Jr. Yep. He's and he is right up there with with Brian Danielson is one of the greatest professional wrestlers on this planet, and he's he has a, a physique similar to Adam Cole. And it's like, do y'all not have anything better to do than to try to tear somebody down because they're doing something you can't do? or doing something you wanted to do and hadn't had the opportunity, or you're just jealous, or I don't get it. From a fan standpoint, I do not get the body shaming. And it's not just the, and it's not just the men and the men have been the recent victims, but women have been dealing with this. Seems like since the beginning in pro wrestling. Yeah. Body shame. And you look at like just recent examples. Nijax, people would body shame Twitter fans would body shame Nijax. WWE body shame Nijax. That's why they wear, had her wear that padded suit. That suit was padded. Right. I did know uh, that. Yeah. And it's like just let her go out and do her thing. She is a beautiful woman. There is nothing wrong with her. It's like why not everybody can not everybody's going to be a Trish Stratus or Charlotte oh. Flair or an Alexa Bliss, you know. Well, I don't know about Trish Stratus, but Charlotte Flair, she she has admittedly, you know, had work done. Yeah. Because she actually, um, she had a very dangerous situation because she had one of her implants start leaking. Yep, yep. Um, Alexa Bliss, I believe, has also had some work done. Yep. You know, I don't know about Trish, like I said. Um, Trish had her implants taken out once she retired. Okay. Yeah. I would she think had... She had implants in, and then once she retired, she took them out. I would think it would be dangerous to have the implants in while you're doing something that's pretty athletic. Yeah. Uh, I know China, I mean, China was basically forced to get plastic surgery to look more feminine. Feminine, yeah. And that's why if you look at when she first came into the WWF, her the way her jaw looks, and then mm-hmm. you look at her before she left, and the way it looked then, I mean, it was totally yeah. different. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and, she looked like, I mean, she looked like two different people. If you yeah. compare her debut to her exit, and she looked like two different people. 
And that's just another example. It's like they couldn't have let her just be herself Mm -hmm. and just go with that. It's like, oh, no, you've got to fit in and you've got to be, you know, you've got to look more quote unquote feminine. And it's like, let's work. Let's work with what the people have rather than trying to force something on them. Yeah. Well, Selena Deeb. Uh, she currently wrestles in AEW. She was in uh, WWE for a while. She was part of the Straight Edge Society. Uh, she was um, the girl that was in there that got her CM Punk picked out of the audience, got her head shaved. She had implants in. She cut a promo on AEW uh, a couple months back talking about uh, you know how women aren't getting you know women still don't get the respect they deserve in pro wrestling. And she's like, I had to have things done to my body to satisfy. She, but she said to satisfy. pervert. She got breast implants because that's what that WWE wanted her to do to look more attractive. Let's say which old pervert. Um, she didn't specify. which old pervert. <laughs> I mean, guns. they're, I mean, we know two or three off the top of our head. So, um, I mean, I granted, I can probably safely say it was not Pat Patterson. Yeah, it was not Pat. Right. Um, but the rest of them. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, like they did it to Mickey James when they had when she was feuding with uh, Lake Cool, and they had the whole Piggy James thing. That was that whole thing was punishment because. Vince McMahon thought that Mickey James had gained weight and didn't look as attractive as she should have. There was nothing, absolutely nothing wrong with Mickey James. How were her in-ring skills? I mean, that's what... Exactly. That's And that's the thing. It's like, we all know WWE doesn't care about in-ring skills. They care about the aesthetic. But wrestling fans you would think that they would care more about the in-ring skills and not the aesthetic because like we've said, you can look like a million bucks and then not know how to run the ropes. Who, who was that Yutz that was supposed to team with the undertaker at that WrestleMania and they ended up pulling him off of it. Nathan Jones, who yeah. looked like a million bucks, yeah. had a great story, a great look. Couldn't run, couldn't even run the ropes. Right. Nope. I mean, and you look at some of the, the champions, well, the classic champions. I don't want to talk about, you know, during the time they were hot potato and, uh, you know, the, yeah. the around. Bob Backlund was yep. never a body guy. Nope. You know, not a, Bruno Sammartino. Now, Bruno Sammartino, I mean, he was strong. I mean, I mean he was a big guy, but it was he was barrel but, chest and he had, yeah. you know, he had a summit. You could tell it was solid, but he was just a big barrel yes. looking guy. You know, and Pedro Morales. You know, yeah. Same thing. You yeah. know, not as big as Bruno, but Pedro, yeah. I mean, you know, he wasn't a slouch. And yeah. another great Pedro, the, he was the first Triple Crown champion. Yeah. Iron Sheik. Iron Sheik, yeah. And Iron Sheik was known for, for being a Olympic level athlete. Yep. Mm-hmm. But I wouldn't look at him and say, oh, yeah, he's got the physique. I mean, yeah, that's the, the prototype of a wrestler yeah. now. And we, but we do say Bobby Lashley, you know, you look at professional wrestler, you would see a picture of Bobby Lashley. Yeah. But the thing is, Bobby Lashley is more than just a physique. 
right. problem with a lot of these guys is they get the physique and it sacrifices the in-ring work. Yep. Bobby Lashley is an exception to where he has an amazing physique, but the guy can still go. Yep. And I think Bobby Lashley would have that physique if he wasn't a wrestler. Oh yeah. I think he was just, I think he's, I think he's a gym rat and I think he yep. just likes working out. So, and a lot of people do, and that's, there's nothing wrong with that. That Honestly, is working with, I, working with what you have. Exactly. Not, Sometimes you know, I wish I had the motivation to go to the gym and work out, but I don't. So I'm not no, going to waste I, the money on a membership. So, you know, I mean, I used to, um, yeah, I mean, I used to, I used to have a gym membership. I used to go all the time and then, um, life kind of catches up to you and it's like uh yeah life life catches up and you, you know you want to take a break for a little bit i did to let my body heal up after i retired mm-hmm. and then later on i discovered what was causing all the the pain is i have arthritis so i'm actually more limited now than yeah what i used to be now i do need to lose weight i mean that's for my own health i mean that's not because i'm trying to look a certain way for all, my own health i do need to lose weight Chris Jericho. I don't know if you have actually heard his, his podcast um, recently. Um, he talked about when he was on tour with Fozzie over in mm-hmm. Europe. And all of a sudden they had to cancel some dates and nobody was really saying why. And they said it was from health reasons. He had a pulmonary embolism. Um, I did see that. I saw a, uh, a thing on YouTube that had a little clip of the he was talking about that yeah he almost died yeah he almost died and he actually talked about it on not his it it was like three episodes ago Mm -hmm. um one of them he had jesse ventura on there and i was like okay yes i do realize jesse ventura was a politician but man he was getting like really into it but um but then he he eventually started talking about wrestling (laughs) (laughs) um but when he was talking about that and he said that um his doctors actually told him because he has a, a part of his thing was genetics. Mm-hmm. You know, so they told him you do need to lose weight. Jericho had to lose weight for health reasons. Right. You know, because he didn't, and he actually, had, there's some medication he has to take. Um, he, he has to take it almost every day, but he has to not take it like so many hours before he has a match. Mm. You know, I'd have to listen to it again to get the full gist, but yeah, but he's going to be on some kind of medication the rest of his life. Right. You know, but he had to, he had to lose weight for health reasons. Right. You know, Jericho, when he was, I mean, cause we all noticed, oh, okay. Jericho's gained some weight. Guess what? The mm-hmm. dude's 50. You exactly. know, um, he, he, I mean, and, he looks normal. Yeah. I noticed that and I never thought anything of it. It's like, it's a 50 year old man. It's like, he's still he's going to gain some weight. I mean, he's still doing the line salt. He's mm-hmm. still doing the, the drop kicks including his that drop kick he does he jumps up second rope comes back and, and drop kicks the guy off the yeah. corner he still i mean he didn't really lose a step no and you know so i didn't really see it affect him. i mean now i mean but he did it for his own health he didn't do it because tony khan told him to and i have not heard anything about tony khan telling anybody you need to lose weight now if they're portraying like a, a bodybuilder then all of yeah. a sudden they start not looking like a bodybuilder. Okay, we need to address this. Either we're going to change your character or you're going to have to go right. do something. You know, uh, but that's different. That's like actors because wrestlers are, it's yeah. a form of acting. It's just yeah. very, very athletic. 
And yes, and you can still get hurt. Don't ever say fake. Yeah, but never say fake. Never say fake. No. But actors have to look a certain way for some of the roles they're playing. You know, you look at um, Ethan Soupley, you know, kind of example. Mm-hmm. Um, he's played so many different roles in so many different movies. I mean, he's a very, very versatile actor. I think he's very underrated, you know, because um, I don't think I've ever seen him as a lead in anything, but he's always a great supporting character. Mm-hmm. He's always been kind of a, a big heavy set guy um, because he was Earl's brother, Randy, and my name is Earl. Yeah. Yep. And he, he was in Wolf of Wall Street. Ah, see, yeah, see, yeah, I, every, I, I might have to bring up a reference to it every show now. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, he was a he was a a minor supporting character, but he was mm-hmm. still in it. And but and he was kind of heavy ish, kind of sloppy yeah. looking, but that was the character he was playing. Right. In the past couple of years, they actually somebody got pictures of him in a gym. Yeah, he is. Yeah. Cut, and it's like, yeah. wow. Yeah, he's uh, looking like Braun Strowman. Yeah, yeah, he was. He really was because he had the beard and everything. I'm like, I would not have recognized him. Mm-mm. You know, I didn't realize it was him until like I was reading about it and people, you know, they were reporting that it was him, and it was like, no way. I mean, I mean, he was. If you ever saw the movie Blow, he was Tuna in Blow. Um, I've seen it. It has been a very long time. Yeah, um, but I mean, he was in that movie, and he was like, he was the heavyset friend. He always wore um, like the floral shirts and things and. Okay. But he was uh, a bigger he was a bigger guy than that. He was in uh Mall Mall Rats. Two movies came over at the same time. Mall Rats, which is absolutely hilarious, good Kevin Smith movie. Uh American History X. Yes, that's the one I was gonna say. Yes. He was in American he was, History X. Dude, I you know, like somebody would look at him and he'd say, Hey, am I fat? And they'd say, Dude, I know five people, five fat people, and you're four of them. Yeah. <laughs> you know, exactly. because he was huge in that. Yeah. And not in a good way. In fact, his yeah. character was not also not in a good way. Right. Um, yeah. By the way, I will say, as far as a movie goes, it's a good movie. However, it is a very um, you have to be careful about the message. Yeah, it's an excellent movie. It's just it'll it, if, you're, it, if you're triggered easily, then beware. Yeah. Um, you know, I know we're kind of off the subject. Uh, a friend of mine, when I was stationed up at Wright Patterson, um, he watched that movie, Black Dude. Mm-hmm. And he said, when he was watching, he was standing up in his living room. He was getting ready to punch his TV. So, I mean, so it, it'll, it'll, like you said, if you get triggered easily, you know, that's definitely not uh, a movie you'd never, well, don't stop at one part. Keep watching yeah. it. Yeah. Keep watching. To see yeah. the ending. Yeah. You know? Um, you know, but anyway, but yeah, but we're talking about Ethan Soupley because, I mean, he was, you know, he, he was like four fat people all rolled in mm-hmm. one in that movie. But now, I mean, he is, yeah. you know, he's got muscle. Def- he looks like Braun Strowman because he's doing it for roles in movies. Yeah, he's doing it for roles. And like you said, when you look at you look at somebody like Christian Bale, who lost 100 pounds to play a character in The Machinist, which is an excellent movie also, but then gained 60 pounds of muscle because mm-hmm. his next movie was Batman Begins. And I heard something on a different podcast. Um, I think it was the Nate Land. It's a new podcast I've been listening to. Uh, it's a non-wrestling one. But they were like, um, I think they were talking about Tom Cruise. And, oh, no, you know what? I think it was Bless Their Hearts. They were talking about Tom Cruise and you know how he um, 
you know, he always looks like in pretty good shape. Mm-hmm. They said, well, but his job is to, you know, his his movies, yeah. yeah. And so when he's not acting, he's all he's doing is working out. So I mean, yeah. So I mean, yeah, they have the time to do it, but at the same time, they they're putting forth the effort themselves. I can't put a gun to their head and say, go lift weights. Yeah, they're doing it on their own. Well, it's like it's like The Rock. I follow him on Instagram. He's always working out. If he's got free mm-hmm. time and he's not with his family or he's not working, he's working out. But he likes to work out. Yep. That's his, you know, he has his own gym. He goes there. He, a lot of times, like, at night, that's kind of like his, you know. That, his sanctuary is exactly. right there. Yeah. But he enjoys working out. It's like, it's for him because he was getting movie roles before, you know, before this version of the rock, you know, yeah, you know, so it's not like he's changing his look to get movie roles. He's been getting movie roles, but for wrestlers, it's like we take a Kevin Owens. He is his original gimmick when he came into NXT was he was like a prize fighter. I don't care about anything that's going on here. I just want to make a better living for my family. So Mm-hmm. If beating people up is what I got to do to do it, then that's what I'm going to do. Kevin Owens looks like an everyday guy. I can, like I said, I can relate to Kevin Owens. I can relate to a lot of these guys. And for me, that draws me in. It, and I think a lot of fans, because I've seen responses on Twitter to where there's a guy that I retweeted something he said earlier, and it was basically to paraphrase. He's like, I watch wrestling for the in-ring work. Yes, you you can look, you know you you're you can look amazing, but if you don't perform in the ring, I'm not interested in it. And that's basically how I am. It's like, bravo if you have a million dollar body, but if you get in the ring and you can't do anything, I'm immediately going to be like, well, that guy can't wrestle. I don't care. You know, it doesn't matter to me what they look like. It matters to me how they perform in the ring. You look at FTR, they look like two typical guys. Yeah. Best tag team in the world. They look like two guys you would see sitting there at a bar like on a Thursday night. Yeah. Same with the Briscoes. Yeah. One of the best tag teams in the world. Yep. It's like they that bell rings and they get to work and they put yeah. on uh, amazing matches. That's what I want to see. That's why I watch pro wrestling. I don't watch it for the, I don't watch it for the spectacle. I watch it for the wrestling. Exactly. I mean, and I don't want to see every single wrestler looking and acting and wrestling the same exactly. because, you know, last week, SmackDown, and I was texting you during the show. Mm-hmm. They had what, five matches. Yeah. And I think there was a grand total of 25 minutes of actual of wrestling. wrestling. Yep. Uh, Everything but, else was a skit or a backstage interview or. Yeah in-ring interview or, you know, anything you know, but wrestling. Anything but wrestling. The main event, they changed at the last minute. Yep. Um, they did not, I'm going to say, I'm going to guess they did not have the dark match afterwards, which is always a bonus for fans attending live. Yeah. They couldn't because Drew McIntyre cut, cut the, the ropes. ropes. Yeah. You know? So unless they replaced the rope just to have that match, I mean, which is possible yeah. because it – for the ring crews, I mean, the really good ones, they know how to do fix that quick, yeah. quickly. 
um, because they've had ropes actually legitimately break yeah. their matches. So they yeah. know how to um, get them up. They always have a spare just in case. But I seriously doubt they did that. No. You know, so I think that was just the end of it, and the audience just didn't get that extra match. They just had to go home. Right. And so we focus on the in-ring stuff. I could, I could name some other wrestlers who – I'm not going to say that their skills were the greatest, but their character was great, and you believed them. Kamala, the Ugandan giant, for one. Mm-hmm. You know, Kamala was definitely not a, a muscle guy. Um, when he walked into Jerry Lawler's office, Jerry Lawler was the one who came up with the idea, and he said, did anybody see you walk in here? You know, they didn't. Okay, good. We are going to – a brand new character for you mm-hmm. and they had him film these vignettes um, you know it's supposed to be in the jungle really it was like in jerry jarrett's backyard <laughs> you know so but oh you know this killer this giant you know coming out of the jungles of uganda even though he was actually you know, f- you know his name was jim harris he was a uh, truck driver yeah. in mississippi yeah and and i don't know if you ever heard the interviews with him well it sounded like just an absolute sweetheart of a guy yeah but, oh yeah <laughs> i mean um, but if you were to say, oh, the Ugandan giant, would you expect somebody walking out dun, dun, where they've been working out all the time? Or do you expect somebody who has been doing whatever to survive and he's a little bigger, got a little bit of yeah. a belly? I would expect him to look like the way Kamala looked. And that yeah. character, think about how long that character lasted. Mm-hmm. You know, not a muscle guy, you know, um, <clears throat> Abdullah the Butcher. The dude had that character for 50 years. Yeah. You know, I don't think Abdullah has any muscle on him. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and it works. Now, and Mick, Foley. Mick Foley, exactly. Mick Foley said, I'm proud to say that I can bench the same amount of weight that I did when I was in high school, which <laughs> is, you know, which was not a lot. Yeah. And, but Mick Foley, I mean, he said, you know what? I know I need to work with what I got. And I stopped need to not try to force myself to be something that I'm not work exactly. with what you work with the tools you have. Well, big van Vader. Yes. 450 pounds. With a, doing a moonsault. Doing moonsaults. Doing top rope shoulder tackles. I mean, yeah. and everything he did was believable. Yeah. And a powerful guy. Yeah. I mean, he was strong. He was powerful. I mean, he was a former, you know, what was a lineman for the Rams. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, you know, and we were actually talking before we started recording about they say, okay, well, they got to look like athletes, got to have muscle. NFL linemen are not known for having six packs. No, but they you got know, muscle. They <laughs> got, I mean, they do have muscle. I mean, it's yeah. in there under, you know, like three layers of fat, but they're linemen. You don't expect, you expect them to be big because they're trying to keep the defenders or they're trying to push people out of the way. So the, mm-hmm. the quarterback, the running back, wide receiver, they're blocking. You expect them to be bigger. Not necessarily yeah. with muscle, just mass. <coughs> You're not going to walk up to one of them and say, "Hey, you, the big six foot four, three hundred and forty pound guy, you're not athletic." Yeah, you know because you can run the forty in four and a half seconds. Yeah, you know, <laughs> I, I mean, you're not going to say they're not athletic. So anybody that says these wrestlers, who especially yeah. like Eddie Kingston, who's been doing it for like you said twenty plus years. Yep. You cannot do it for that long without being athletic. Exactly. You know, he's done um, it twenty plus years, all over the world. Yeah, and I'll even throw some examples. And I haven't even talked about the NWF show that I went to this past weekend. You know, in Covington, uh, I can tell you an example. 
Papa No Joe. He's been mm-hmm. on the indie scene, mostly in NWF, you know, for about 20 years. And he's mm-hmm. not a he's not a muscle guy. You're not going to have anybody in there say that he can't wrestle. Pompano Joe. It, no, he's got he's got like an Adam Cole physique. Yeah, he's got that's kind of what his physique reminds me of. But I've seen the clips on Busting Loose, and the guy can wrestle. Oh yeah, I mean he can go. In fact, he threw out the open challenge for the Summer Sizzler. He said, "I've wrestled everybody in the Northern Wrestling Federation." He said, "So I need new competition." So. Start tagging them. Tell them to come. Chal- I'm putting an open challenge out for anybody for the Summer Sizzler August 20th. I saw, yeah, so, I saw that. He put the open challenge out. Yep. So some people, um, like Trey and Courtney, they've actually already started tagging uh, Brian Pillman Jr. Because, I mean, he's local. Um, yeah. You know, yeah. and I'm thinking, I even told Pompano Joe himself, I was like, you know what? I said, I think I'll tag Buff. I said, <laughs> I, said I still have Buff's phone number. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, not that Buff would necessarily do it, but you know, but I mean, that's a possibility. You know, we start yeah. tagging everybody, having them come. You know, speaking of Trey, his birthday, I think it was yesterday, yeah. Yeah, yesterday, yeah. day before. So, um, yeah, I got to see him and Courtney at the at the show in Covington. Uh, that's Just, cool. yep, Justin wasn't able to make it. Uh, he was calling a game because this is actually something now that he's actually posted on Facebook. I can go ahead and kind of tell what's going on with him. Justin's show was picked up by ESPN. That's awesome. He, I mean, he is going to be calling stuff now for ESPN. Yeah, I mean, that's – I don't even think awesome. I mean, that, that, that may actually um, kind of undercut what he – I mean, he, he's – you know, he's hit, yeah. he's doing some good stuff. I mean – Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and, yeah, you're right. I mean, it is awesome. I mean, I can't think of any words that are better than awesome, but it's actually, <laughs> you know, <laughs> um, because he told me about it – um about a month ago i think because i think the only person i told was you mm-hmm. and because he asked me he's like hey don't let this really get out and i knew you wouldn't really see anybody no. you know um because of I me mean, we're just happy we are happy for our friend you know because i mean I just yeah. yeah justin he's been on our show we've been on his show and um but yeah he actually couldn't make it saturday because he was calling a game you know and uh this is actually something that could he could just about make it a career. I mean, cause he told me what the payouts are. And I was like, you know what? I said, do you realize you're going to be making this amount of money? He's like, huh? He said, I never even looked at it like that. I'm like, yeah, you know? And, um, I mean, it's money, um, that you can live off of, you know, mm-hmm. you're not living like, expensive, you know, right. but you're, you're living, I mean, you're comfortable. You're very comfortable, right. you know? So, um, and I, I mean, I'm, ex- I'm just ecstatic for him, you know, yeah, because- that's awesome. That's perfect example of, you know, good things happen when you put in the work. Yep. And he definitely puts in the work. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. um, in fact, his show is, um, if for anybody who actually listens to the show or watches the show, never seen him on the air, uh, there's still some logistical stuff that he's working out with ESPN. Uh, but he will be back on, I think he said Monday from seven to nine. So yeah, that's I mean his show, yeah, is now from like seven o'clock in the morning to nine nine in the morning. So um, but you know, I mean, he is he already sounds like a professional broadcaster. Yeah. Just the yeah. way he does things. And I'm like, man, Justin, I mean, he he not meaning to, but he forced us to kind of step up our game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and I'm not saying that in a bad way at all. I'm like, like, hey, Dwaylon, 
um, and they're on video. Yeah. We, should, we you know, maybe we should maybe finally we should try that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, we're both ugly, but <laughs> <laughs> you know, like you said, there's just too much face. Yeah. You know, uh, but let's yeah, go for the, it. You know, yeah, that's why the beard hides all the face. Um, yeah, because doing that kind of forces you to be cognizant about some things. Mm -hmm. Um, the way you know, he had an intro video. He actually made, for those of you who watch on YouTube, the intro video that you see at the beginning was actually created by Justin. Yep. And I didn't even ask him to do it. He just said, hey, I made this for you and Dwaylon. And I was like, what? And he sent it to me. I mean, I was like, huh. I was like, man, now I need to come up with a video. And I mean, and I really like the video he did. Um, but I would like to, just a different because every once in a while you do need to change things up. Yeah, you got to um, freshen it up every now and then. You have to freshen it up. I mean, but yeah, he does great work with that. And yeah, so yeah, good TNC Sports Talk, the throw-in is the one that's been picked up by ESPN. Mm -hmm. You know, so yeah, if you see him, you have to definitely tell him congratulations. Um, you know, I mean, we're Joy and I are both just over the moon for him. Oh yeah, that's the best way to describe it. So, uh, but anyway, um, and I think Justin would agree us with us about the body shaming. Oh yeah, I think so. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, um, but you know, and I still think it is list of wrestlers who don't have a great physique, but you would say, yeah, they're still one of the best, at least a character, you would say, yeah, they are Hall of Fame worthy because of what they did, their contributions in the ring. And if they were to try it all of a sudden, get super muscular, I think it would take away from what they did. Like the Kamals, yeah. like the Bill of the Butchers, like a Dusty Rhodes, even like a Dustin Rhodes. Yeah. You know, yeah, Dustin wasn't like just super cut. I mean, he was in good shape. Right. But he was never super cut. And, uh, uh, but another example on the other side, somebody who had a great physique, not a lot of in-ring skills, Goldberg. Yeah, 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 great physique and handful of moves. And, I mean, if you kept him to four or five-minute matches, then you were good. Yep. But when WWE, when he came to WWE and they were trying to get him to do 20, 25-minute matches, it exposed him. It showed he yeah. didn't have he didn't have the ability to keep up. Everybody who he wrestled with carried him mm -hmm. in WWE. And William Regal, who got himself fired, and I still think mm -hmm. it was unjust. Oh yeah. But you know, William Regal was a he was a hooker, mm -hmm. and you know, a shooter. And people don't know what a hooker is in wrestling terms. As somebody, they would hook you. I mean, you know, literally with their arms, or they would hook your arm, hook your leg, and they would hurt you. Yeah, you know, they they could do that, and William Regal could and probably still could do that. Yeah. and he was he was trying to give Goldberg a better opponent, so mm -hmm. that way when Goldberg won, he was still putting him over. When Goldberg yeah. won, he actually beat somebody. Right, he he wasn't just beating a jobber guy that you know they pulled from local talent and was like, "Here, you got two minutes. You're going to eat a spear and a jackhammer." Yeah. And so they fired William Regal over that. It's like, really? Yeah. He's try actually trying to. And William Regal to this day says that he was told to go out and give Goldberg a competitive match. So that's what he did. Yeah. He gave, he gave him a competitive match. And, like, and I tend to believe William Regal. William Regal has always been, from anything I've ever read about him, a consummate professional. Yes. So. 
I feel like he went out and did what was asked of him, and then they realized their meal ticket got exposed because an actual wrestler was in the ring with him. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, we got to cover this up real quick. We can't have that anymore. And William Regal, another guy, definitely not a body guy, yep. you know, but he was legitimately tough mm-hmm. and could, he could just break your foot right off. Yeah. You know, another um, guy, another non-body guy, Mr. Perfect. Yeah. I mean, he had his moments. I mean, yeah, he definitely looked like he was in shape. Yeah, he was but, in shape, but he wasn't like just all cut up and everything. And I mean, Mr. Perfect was amazing. I loved everything yeah. about the Mr. Perfect character Bret hart not a body guy yeah the undertaker not a body guy Undertaker yeah. tall he's yeah. a big guy Kane not wasn't a body guy Kane, not a body guy kevin nash not a body guy nope. scott hall you could actually say kind of was because yeah scott play. hall kind of was but he never but scott hall could wrestle it's like yeah. he never some body guys they they rely on that to get them over right and Scott Hall had the body, but he could wrestle. So it just added to his appeal. Yeah. Because here's a guy that's in really good shape. You know, he's got all this charisma. He cut a promo, and then he gets in the ring, and he can wrestle. Which is the ironic thing was when him and Dan Spivey were American Starship, they were mm-hmm. being pushed as body guys. Yeah. Coming out, yeah. ripping the shirts off like Hogan was yep. the one at the time. and. Uh, but they didn't really talk. And so you didn't really know about the promo stuff until later yeah. when all of a sudden he's not being pushed as a body. Even though Scott Allman, he always was in great shape. Yeah. And, you know, Sean Waltman, never a body guy whatsoever. Sam Punk, never a body uh, yeah. guy. In even, shape. I mean, Triple H even, like, when they were going, when they were feuding, going back and forth, and he uh, called him skinny fat, which is a bodybuilding <laughs> term for a guy yeah. that's, you're, you're, you're in shape, but you're not ripped. Right. And I mean, it's been a long time since I heard that term, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, the, the skinny fat. And yeah. I mean, and now I will say there are some guys who are, you can almost call them body guys. They're in very good shape and they can wrestle. Cena's one of them. I mean, we yeah. know about the five moves of doom, but Cena actually does have more than that. He just doesn't have to show. Well, yeah, Cena, Cena was always one of those. Cena... Cena's wrestled some excellent matches. It just depends on who he's in the ring with. Cena always stepped his game up to match who he was in the ring with. So, I mean, you stick him in the ring with a great colleague, you're not getting a five-star classic. But you put him in the ring with Punk or Jericho or Shawn Michaels, you're getting a great match because he's going to step step up to match their their level. Yep, And, and because he could. Yeah. And I mean, no matter how much he tries to get a great match out of Great Kali, Great Kali, no, I mean, and nothing against the man himself, but when you're seven six, seven seven, legit, mm-hmm. and your mobility is limited, you're not going to be able to do a lot Extremely of Extremely limited. And you think they would have learned that lesson when they um, brought in, well, he was Giant Gonzalez in WWE, but he was Eligante in WCW. Yeah. He was a or, or, Sting. Yep. Jorge Gonzalez. Yep. And um, he couldn't do anything. I mean, he could barely he could barely step over the ropes and get in the ring. He just, yeah. I mean, he hardly had any mobility at all. And then WWE was like, oh, well, we've got this huge monster we need to throw in to 
face the Undertaker, and then they figured out real quick this guy can't do anything at all. Yeah, I mean, he was too tall because yeah, and it limited what people were able to do with him. Because I mean, the Undertaker was like almost seven feet tall and looked like a child. Yeah, he was he was looking right at his chest. Yeah, and it's like <laughs> it mean, limits. Somebody that tall, it limits what you're able to do. It, it, li- yep. it limits the story that you're able to tell because nobody's believing that you're knocking this guy off his feet. So where do you go from there? If you can't knock him off his feet, how are you supposed to beat him? And I think the way they did it at, was, I think it was SummerSlam. I think that was the last match that him and Undertaker had. And Undertaker had to come off the top rope with the clothesline, and he finally – and it wasn't like a, he took a big bump like everybody else. He hit him, and he kind of – uh, and then he kind of – Denver fell. Yeah, yeah. But that – so that one was about what you would expect. That's about the only way you're going to – but it still – it was not a good match. And, you know, Jorge Gonzalez, he was brought to the States to play basketball for the Atlanta Hawks. Yep. He's that tall – and, and then they him. figured out that he wasn't that he didn't have any mobility either. Yeah. So that didn't work out. So because people that tall, I mean, it's just yeah, kind of nature of the beast. I mean, if you're that because your your legs mm-hmm. are having to carry all this weight yeah. and bone is still bone. I mean, it's only so strong. I mean, you look at Sean Bradley, he's seven foot six. Yeah. He. I mean, he couldn't make it in the NBA. The mo- his mobility just wasn't there. I mean, he made it to the NBA. He, I mean, he, yeah, he got there, but, but it ended up being too much for him. Yeah, and then I was actually telling Alan yesterday on the um, Cubicle Chat podcast about seeing Sean Bradley in person mm-hmm. when I was in Afghanistan, and he is the biggest human being I have ever seen <laughs> because he was not only that tall, but he had actually filled out. Because you remember how yeah. skinny, you know, he could hula hoop through a Cheerio skinny oh, yeah. back in the day. Not anymore. I mean, dude was, you know, I'm not saying it was muscle necessarily. He, he kind of fit like the the mold of what we're talking about on today's show. Yeah. Now, it was probably more fat than muscle. But either way, I mean, he actually looked healthier than what he did when, when he was, was playing. In, yeah. 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 You know, especially when he's trying to battle up against somebody like Shaq. Yeah. Who, was, know, who had like 4% body fat and was yeah. just all muscle. Yeah. And bone. And unfortunately played for LSU. He should have been playing for North Carolina. That's all I'm yeah. saying. Yeah. You know, but by the way, Shaq here lately has been my son's hero. I, no idea where it came from, but he just. It's probably it's, social media. <laughs> Shaq is just an amazing human being. I wish more people yeah. were like Shaquille well, O'Neal. He just does things because he's a good person. You know, Shaq. Um, and yeah, we're really getting all subject now, but Shaq, well, you know what? Shaq has been involved in wrestling before, so this counts. That, um, there you go. <laughs> so, Shaq had he is the um, how did Leighton put it? And uh, yeah, check that, it's actually true. He owns more real estate than anybody else in the world, yes, yes, you know, uh, because he owns all these housing things that he's building, you know, yep. just all over the place. Plus, he owns. There's a lot of businesses that he owns. He owns some Papa John's. Um, yeah. Well, what's some of the other ones? I mean, so by the way, that's Doctor Shaquille O'Neal too. He also has a PhD. That's, that's legit. Right. That's not yep. an honorary. No, Shaq nope. actually has. Are, yep. Yep. Because he made a deal with his mom. He left LSU early mm-hmm. because he was going to he was going to get hurt. 
because they'd are that because teams Hackish- had already Hackish- instituted the Hackashack and they yep. were trying to hurt him. But he made a deal with his mom that if he came out early, he had to go back and get his degree. And he did. He kept that. He kept that promise. He got a PhD. He, he got his degree three times. Yeah, he just—he's <laughs> just a good human being. He yeah. just really is. Just the things that he does for people. Just he was uh, in a shoe store one time, and this mom was trying to find shoes for her son, and he was wearing like a sixteen or a seventeen. I can relate because I wear a seventeen. Do you? Uh, yeah. Really? My feet have gotten bigger the older I've gotten. Yeah. That's weird. Yeah. Well, mine have gotten slightly less because I've gotten fatter. <laughs> mine went yeah, from I 11, seriously, mine went from 11 to like a 12, 12 yeah. wide. Just because yeah, of fat. Anyway. Wear, depending on how the shoe is made, I can wear I can wear a 16. Uh, the tennis shoes I have right now are a 17. But then again, your scoliosis actually stunted your growth. Mm-hmm. You really, you should be about as tall as your brother. Oh, yeah. I was supposed to be. Yeah. And when you came back from your surgery, you were three inches taller. Yeah. But when I saw you eight years ago now, by the way, yeah. in person, you were you yeah. and I were the same height again. Yep. So anyway. But um, uh, Shaq, um, his mom was trying to find figure out how she was going to pay for these shoes. And Shaq just kind of went up to her and was like, my mom's been there. I, I completely understand because like Shaq wears like a 22 triple E. Yeah. It's just huge. And he's like, I'm going to do something for you. And he bought him enough shoes to get him through like several school years. And how old was the kid? Kid was like 15. And at that age, uh, especially boys yeah. are going through shoes about every six months. Uh-huh. Shaq yeah. bought him enough to get him through the rest of his high school. Yeah, And it's really, especially if they're athletic. Yeah. You know, they're Just definitely good. Yeah. He did the same thing. A guy was putting an engagement ring on layaway for his uh, fiance and Shaq handed the clerk his credit card and he's like just put it on my credit card hmm. and he's like go ahead and give it to him yeah see and that's why um he's my son's here if you go if you were to go to my son's snapchat that's actually mm-hmm. i had to look and i was like what is his picture never mind it's, <laughs> it's actually Shaq. <laughs> you know but like Shaq a cartoon is like, Shaq. but i mean Shaq was there like even Shaq, and yet yeah, Shaq is He's he's done stuff in WWE and AEW. He was never a body guy. And WCW. And that's right. And WCW yep. because he was uh, he was Hogan's Hogan's first match. Yep. Yeah. Shaq was the company to the ring. Yep. yep. But you know, Shaq was never a body guy. No. He was he was in. He's he naturally was in, just powerful. Just a huge man. He was in good shape. He always kept himself in good shape, even now that he doesn't play. But he was never just all ripped and cut up and it's like people act like that that is the that's the definition of a pro wrestler is you have to have you have to look like a Bobby Lashley and you don't not everybody can look and, like a Bobby Lashley nothing against Bobby Lashley because Bobby Lashley is one of my favorites right now yeah I'm just using him as an example because of the physique that he has and he does he has a, just a phenomenal yeah. physique and people look at him people look at somebody like that and they're like well, that's what that's what an athlete is supposed to look like. Not Eddie Kingston over here who looks like, you know, he's in the bar on Thursday and somebody's going to try him and somebody's going to get beat up. Yeah. And actually, um, 
you know, and we're at to wrap it up here pretty soon, but one of the, yeah. well, they say a couple of the two men who Andre the giant was afraid of Harley race and King Haku. Tonga, Haku, Ming, whatever. Yeah. Not body guys. No, they weren't. They didn't look like Hulk Hogan. They look like, they just look like two, two tough guys that beat you up. Yeah. You if know, you looked at him the wrong way. I mean, and Harley race, first of all, the man beat polio. Yeah. Uh, who beats polio? I yeah. mean, seriously, you know, but he beat the man beat polio, mm -hmm. even though he looked like a guy, he came right off the construction site and just yes. walked right into the wrestling ring. Yes. Yeah. He looked like he took his hard hat and his safety and just, vest off and just climbed in the ring. Yeah. Somebody challenged him. He's like, all right. All right. <laughs> and just, Let you me know, see what I can do. And then Haku, Ming, King Tonga, you know, all the stories that you hear about him and all the wrestlers, they all backed them up. And they're like, mm -hmm. yeah, he really did reach inside a man's mouth and just pulled a couple of his teeth out. Yeah. Just, yeah. And, uh, whew, but yeah, I mean, hopefully, you know, the body shaming will stop. I mean, I, I can't, it probably won't, but we can just kind of. It probably won't, but I, I feel like if people if the topic keeps being discussed and fans not, you know, you have your fans that are body shaming wrestlers, but then you have fans that are also giving a viewpoint of, you know, not everybody needs to look the same. We watch the, we watch the show for the in-ring work, mm -hmm. not for the look. And then you've got wrestlers coming to other wrestlers defense I feel like that if that continues, that's going to help that too. Yeah. So, no idea what we have on the store for Monday because we don't know what the news cycle is going to bring. We do have some topics in mind mm -hmm. that you know, but right now we we kind of put every we research stuff, and I'm just kind of letting this know for the for the fans out there listening. We research stuff, and then we always have our ideas ready, and then something comes up. Now yeah. we have decided we do want to talk about a little bit more old school stuff. We're trying to get yeah. some more interviews lined up. Yep. Um, our interviews also depend on mine and Dwayne's schedules. If yep. something, if we know something is could possibly conflict, all of a sudden we'd have to cancel a um, recording. We don't want to have to cancel an interview because of us. Right. Right. Yeah. Cause that, that falls on us. I mean, that makes yeah. us, yeah. the ones you know and because we've had other wrestlers cancel interviews last second but because they had something come up right yeah and they had no harm no foul i mean it no, happens i mean you can't you know? be helped right but for us that means that oh we're not doing a show at all yeah you know and so uh and that's that's on us i mean um and both of us we've had to cancel you yeah. know uh, thankfully yeah. we've never had to cancel an interview <laughs> no, thankfully yeah thankfully <laughs> you know we've had to cancel because people got sick or you know yeah. um or maybe I'm still in my office at the time we're supposed to be recording. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah, I'm still at the office. Yeah, it will happen tonight or probably yeah. not tomorrow either. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I'm gonna make it. <laughs> I'm gonna make it. Uh, but thankfully, my boss now. I mean, he um, he knows about the podcast, obviously, and he tries to make sure. Uh, he even says, "You know what? Go home, record, and then get back online." Mm -hmm. So, and I've done that a couple times. You, yeah, you showed. Yeah, I don't have it right here, but I've had my work laptop sitting right beside me. Yeah. And a couple of times I'm like, oh crap, I got to do this real quick as I'm discussing <laughs> something. Yeah. But you know what? I mean, hey, it happens. I mean, that that actually pays the bills. So yeah. Yep. Um, 
but we do have topics. We actually have something that's going to be happening in late August. I don't want to spill the beans just yet because there's actually something we were discussing. We're going to have somebody else on the show. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't really know if I want to call it an interview or not because, you know, it's a little, it's like a third co-host. It is a guest though. Yeah. You know, so, and I think it'd be, I think it'd be a really good time. So we do have something lined up way in the future. Yeah. You know, um, about a month and a half away ish. Yeah. And, you know, so just so know, yeah, we are looking at old school stuff. Thankfully, my work has kind of slowed down some. So now we can try to get a little more organized. Right. <laughs> because we're going to be like, <laughs> like, hey, we got a topic. I don't think we have a topic yet because, I mean, it's just <laughs> my work, Dwayland's work as both kind of boom. Because I know there's some days you're like, mm-hmm. man, <laughs> you know, because yeah. you, you were covering for somebody. Yeah. And. You know, so sometimes, I mean, unfortunately, we have to make that a priority in our yep. lives. Our family is our biggest priority. You know, sometimes the family stuff happens, it happens. And just, and as we're, as we're speaking about that, in the next couple of weeks, I'm going to be going down to Florida, um, moving my daughter down to our Orlando, because she's going to be part of the Disney College program. Mm-hmm. Where right now, we're already trying to figure out how we're going to work recordings yeah. in, on, for this podcast and my other podcast. Right. You know, so if they don't get recorded, you know, because we're busy doing that, you know, we'll see. But the last one with the Florida, I was still able to record. Um, it was a little harder because if the Wi-Fi, that's something else. If the Wi-Fi signal is yeah. not the greatest. Yeah. Because that one, I mean, it was a little bit of a struggle because the Wi-Fi signal was the greatest. So, I mean, the, the audio was kind of choppy, you know. Um, but we'll have to just play it by ear. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, may have to do like a best of, yeah, you know, that's something we've never done before, but, uh, but we'll see, but we do still want to thank everybody for, uh, turning, tuning in, listening to us, downloading us, yeah, especially if you subscribed. And once again, you just kind of want to give the, the info, uh, if you want to get a hold of us, email armchair booking podcast at Gmail. Uh, that's one, the best way to get a hold of us is through that. You can also go through our social medias, just look up armchair booking wrestling podcast facebook that's what the page is twitter it's at booking armchair and definitely go to the platforms whichever one you prefer subscribe that way it automatically comes to your device whether it be a tablet whether it be a phone you know so um but thank you everybody and we'll see you and god bless god bless